A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. We saw yesterday that the opening of Matthew's Gospel is not something that we should likely skip over to get to the real business that starts with the birth of Jesus Christ in verse 18. God breaking a silence of 400 years would not be saying things that we could uh, reasonably just skip over and regard as inessential. And so our policy in this week is to look just at those opening 17 verses of Matthew's Gospel. And what we're going to see, I hope, is that it conveys to us an epic message, something that absolutely lays bare the true meaning of Christmas. That is our quarry. It's Tuesday the 15th of December, and I'm going now to read Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 17. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now that opening sentence is in effect a title of the book. So if you had uh, it as a book on your table, that would be on the front cover. And then we'll see that the material divides into three sections followed by a summary. So the first section begins at verse 2. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah, and his brothers. That describes the twelve tribes. They were the uh, forebears of the twelve tribes of Israel. Verse 3. And Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king. So what we've seen is that first section goes from Abraham to David. So the, um, this list of names is working from a starting point in Abraham and it's working upwards through time. The second section begins halfway through verse 6 and it begins again with David. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah and Solomon the father of Rehoboam and Rehoboam the father of Abijah and Abijah the father of Asaph and Asaph the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh the father of Amos, and Amos the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. Now that second section from David to the deportation, we'll consider in a moment what that means, describes the kings of Israel that followed David. And they are a mixture. There are good kings and bad kings amongst them. Of the 13 kings that follow Solomon, six are good and seven are bad. The bad ones are Rehoboam, Abijah, Joram, Ahaz, Manasseh, who I think we have to say was very bad, Amos and Jeconiah, and sprinkled between them are the good ones. 
Now, what is the deportation to Babylon described at the end of verse 11? Well, it's an important marker, and what it describes is the exile to Babylon. When the Babylonians laid siege to Jerusalem, and Jerusalem eventually fell, and the people were led off into captivity. All the hopes of a future kingdom apparently broken. And then we come to the third section, which begins in verse 12. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel. Now, I have to say that these are continuing the royal line. But the reason the names are unfamiliar in the main is that very little is known about them. Because although they were of the royal line of Judah, there was actually nothing for them to rule. This was after the deportation to Babylon, as verse 12 begins by saying. So let's go back to Jeconiah. Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, and Abiud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, not to be confused with Zadok the priest of David's time, and Zadok the father of Achim, and Achim the father of Eliud, and Eliud the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Matan, and Matan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. So what we've seen so far in what has been labeled as a genealogy, according to our translation, the genealogy of Jesus Christ, are three groups. Abraham to David. Secondly, David to the deportation, the exile. And thirdly, the deportation to Jesus Christ. And then having presented those three lumps uh, to us, verse 17 of Matthew 1 is a summary. And it says this. So all the generations from Abraham to David, that's the first lump, were 14 generations. And from David to the deportation to Babylon, that's the second lump, 14 generations. And from the exile, or rather the deportation to Babylon, to the Christ, that's the third lump, 14 generations. So what we have there are uh, three groups, each spanning 14 generations. So if you um, look at that in terms of the number seven, and seven is used in the Bible quite a lot as a sacred number of completion, we have six sevens covering those three groups, two sevens to each of those groups. And then in the person of Jesus Christ moving forward, that leaves us with a seventh seven, a picture of, in a sense, um, uh, sim symbolically at least, a perfect future. Jesus Christ here is presented as God's last word to humankind, leading into a seventh seven, an area uh, or an era and a time of perfection. The question is, how are we now to understand these important words? We considered yesterday how God would not be wasting our time in the very first things he says when he opens up his word. We'll come back to this tomorrow, and uh, I pray that we'll see uh, what a wonderful message 
uh, these, uh, this list of names has. Just remember for now that it breaks down into those three parts. Abraham to David, that's one. David to the deportation, that's two. And the deportation to Jesus Christ, that's three. Tomorrow we'll come back and see, begin to see how it all hangs together and what it means, because it certainly does present the true meaning of Christmas. Heavenly Father, please help us to understand this material as we should. Please would it be a blessing and encouragement to us, and through us, a blessing to our world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.